Well, good morning. Let's try that again. Good morning. Uh, there we go. Well, uh, my name is Barry Jones. I'm the missions president here at Mission Church of the Nazarene, and this is our first week of uh, Faith Promise Emphasis. And uh, what you just saw was a video about Nazarene Missions International, which I think paints, um, well, it kind of expresses it in a variety of languages and cultures, which for me paints a really beautiful picture of kind of what Faith Promise um, is all about. It's really allowing Nazarenes from all parts of the world, different cultures, different churches, different ethnic groups, come together in a common purpose of reaching the lost for Christ around the world. Uh, part of what distinguishes the Church of the Nazarene is that we we are a local church, but also we're a global church. And it's kind of one of the reasons, honestly, why I'm a, I'm a Nazarene. So uh, Matthew 28, uh, 19 and 20 challenges us to go and make disciples um, to all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But what that really says, if you go back, at least what they tell me to the Greek, <laughs> is that it, it's in your going, make disciples. In other words, it's part of who you are. It's what we do. Um, it's how we live our lives out. In your going, make disciples. And um, it's really a call for all Christians to make disciples. That, that's every one of us. And part of how the Church of the Nazarene does uh, fulfills that that charge is through Faith Promise and the World Evangelism Fund. It's part of how we fund the Great Commission. It's part of how we go and make disciples uh, to all the nations. So uh, everyone always asks me every year, well, what is Faith Promise? You know, even Nazarenes ask me that. And so um, Faith Promise giving is making a promise with God to fund missions through what God has put on your heart. And then, um, and then trusting God to provide the resources. It's not, um, you know, it's, it's asking God, what, what should I do for missions? It's not what's in my budget. It's what should I do for missions? Um, it's not part of your tithe. It's above and beyond that. It all goes to missions. And, and it's part of what the Church of the Nazarene does around the world. So there are churches in Africa that are doing this same thing every year. They do a faith promise commitment. They might they might pledge thirty bucks, and you know for them that is that is a truly sacrificial giving effort to do that thirty bucks. Well, um, we don't live in Africa. We live in San Diego, and so our goal is not thirty bucks. It's one hundred twenty thousand dollars, because God has blessed this church immensely, and we we believe in a big God and a God that um, wants us to bless the world. So, um, and, But more importantly for us, we want everybody in this church involved in faith promise in some way, in missions in some way. Uh, hopefully you all give, but hopefully you'll find a way to be involved in missions as well. Um, and what, what the money, the $120,000 does, well, it's, it's going to allow Nazarenes, like you saw in the video, to uh, impact lives around the world, um, to a world that so desperately needs Jesus Christ. So if you take a look at your brochure, this guy right here. So on one side, there's a map. And our church has a really rich history over the years. We've gone all over the world. And that map kind of shows all the places we've gone. And I'm sure I've missed some. But uh, that gives you an idea of we believe in missions. There, inside the folder, if you flip it over, um, it, it has a list of all the things that, that we we're going to be providing for on the left side of that uh, 
folder. So there's district projects, there's, uh, there's um, world evangelism projects, there's uh, local missions, there's, all, there's a lot of different things we do. But one of the big, uh, and when you, when you donate to Faith Promise, your dollar goes to all of those ministries. So if you give 100 bucks and 10% of it's going to Casa Esperanza, well, $10 of your $100 is going to go to Casa Esperanza. So that's a way of you to be involved in all these ministries uh, with the church by, by giving through Faith Promise. Uh, a big part of what Faith Promise is is, um, is the World Evangelism Fund. You can see it's our, the largest component of that. And the World Evangelism Fund is, is really what operates the Church of Nazarenes on the mission side of things. It, it um, funds missionaries that get sent into the field. It provides for um, the Global Ministry Center, uh, funding districts. Um, believe it or not, this church is, or this, this city is a mission field in the view of the Nazarene Church. Now, they have officially identified the United States as a, as a mission field, just like every other mission field. So we're part of the mission field, too. And we have churches in our district that get started or assisted actually through uh, the World Evangelism Fund, which I think is kind of exciting. The, uh, um, the World Evangelism Fund really combines resources with churches, like I said, all over the world. Um, and your giving through the uh, World Evangelism Fund allows the church to be involved in 162 different countries or world areas around the world, which, again, I think that's super exciting. So God's using that in, a, in an amazing way. Um, Elise Straub is going to come up and share a little bit about uh, LoveWorks. Good morning. Um, I've had a wonderful opportunity to be to visit and be part of projects in sister churches around the globe in the Nazarene Church. And um, one trip we went to Jordan where that church helped found a school in the main capital where half of the student population and half of the teachers were Christian and the other half were Muslim. And so it was this beautiful cohesion of both those religions, and they invited us to come in and work with the kids, play with them, teach them English, um, do their devotions every morning, and just really share what God is. And those kids have, like, because of that school, that environment, they are able to play with each other and get to know each other and become friends. And it's this very beautiful relationship that they get to build while they're there at that school that the church helped found and partner with. And they get to hopefully take that relationship after they graduate to the world where these two religions tend to have um, a lot of animosity. But here, because of that one environment, at least a handful of them have harmony and friendship between the two of them. Um, another time we went to Brazil in the northern Amazon, and the church wanted us to be with the kids and um, just this they didn't really have any plans at first. They just knew they wanted to go to schools and to be there. And so they asked us to go and they just talked to principals the day of. And the principals were like, sure, you can have an assembly in a school system where they usually don't allow God. And that was just an amazing opportunity that we did skits and we sang and did sermons and really shared the gospel with those kids. And just day after day after day, it was a very busy trip, but it was a school after school after school that God was just doing an outpouring of love because of the church there. And um, the last one that I'm going to leave you with is my last trip to Azores. 
It's islands off the coast of Portugal, and their main ministry was like a thrift store. And they would have donated items in boxes that they would have semi-organized, and the poor would be able to come, sift through what they needed, and just take what they um, wanted for free as a way of them to minister. And it was actually in the church. Um, So they then got information on the church. So they had our team clean and renovate and paint and just restore this dingy room into like a European boutique-esque where we built the shelving and did decorations and lighting and um, really kind of allow them to have some dignity when they come and shop, even though it's like taking it for free. And we had people stopping by saying like, hey, can we shop here? And we're like, actually, no, it's for ministry. And we'll tell you more about the church. And it was just a beautiful way for that church that is newly reestablished. Um, there's our team with the missionary family and the pastors and the local teens who decided to join us in that project as well. Um, so, yeah, it's just a beautiful way of faith promise being able to give out to the world and help our sister churches um, tell everyone about God. Yeah. Thanks, Elise. So um, what does faith promise have to do uh, with a LoveWorks project from Point Loma Nazarene University? It goes to remote islands of Azores. I kind of asked that question myself. I said, uh, I'm going to do a little research. I don't know what the church is doing in the Azores. So I went online and, and Googled that and actually came up with an article um, in a Nazarene publication. And it, this is what it says. You can't really read it there. Sorry, but um, I'll read it to you. It says, because of Nazarene's generous giving to the World Evangelism Fund, two new missionary family, families have arrived on Sao Miguel Island in the Azores to give the 25-year ministry a relaunch. So that article is from 2014. If if you wrote a check to Faith Promise in 2013, some of that money went to um, restart the church in the Azores, which then allowed a LoveWorks team, a bunch of college students, to go come alongside that church and minister and proclaim the gospel. That to me is such a beautiful picture of what faith promise and what the World Evangelism Fund is really all about. It's allowing us to partner, to be part of God's bigger plan. I, like, it's just totally random that I found this article and I just said, wow, that, that's a really a God thing. You know, I'm just, I was really excited to read that. So, um, Your faith promise giving also helps the church support um, your local missionaries. We have people that have come out of our church that we now support in ministry. One is uh, Alka Mueller, who she's been uh, she's been working for probably 20 years now, translating uh, the the native tongue of the Nahuatl people in, in, in for, into the Bible with 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 Wycliffe Bible translators. Her life's work is that, and we help support that. Um, those people didn't have the gospel before she showed up. Uh, Dave and Christy Johnson, they work with Wycliffe in, in Ethiopia. And again, a lot of you know Dave and Christy. Um, four young kids, they said, God's called us to be a missionary. We're going to Ethiopia. Well, Dave's probably been involved in translating, I don't know how many tribal languages into scripture because he's been obedient and because we we support them. Um, Steve Horex with uh, a more ministry, again, another Missionary, if you will, that we support, uh, help meeting the basic needs of, of folks in Mexico and kind of around the world. Your faith promise giving also supports uh, direct mission trips that we're involved in. We, we 
Gorkasa Esperanza para Niños every year for the last couple of years. We've made multiple trips. Uh, actually, a fairly significant part of your faith promise giving does go to that ministry. It's, it provides funds for buildings. It provides support uh, for um, a student in that in that particular ministry. Uh, we also have people going to the Haiti um, on for the last six years with the district. Again, all that's part of your faith promise giving. And then also our trips to Ojos Negros, Mexico, which we've done for the last couple of years. And those are all trips you can you can be involved in. So, well, Cindy Stockwell is going to come up and talk about how kind of from the youngest to the oldest are involved in missions. Good morning. So um, I've worked with kids in caravan for a number of years and gone with them to kids camp. And I have four of my own. And um, I've noticed that kids love missions. They love to be a uh, they love to help people, and they love to be a part of something much bigger than themselves. Um, this summer, our church did a great VBS. Um, they, it was so much fun, and they did a great job. And uh, they wanted to add a missions element. And so Barry comes to me and asks what, uh, what we thought. And uh, we knew Pastor Tony had a friend from his church in Florida who had started a school in Haiti, a Nazarene school in Haiti. And they did not have clean drinking water for their students. So we um, brought uh, little disposable water bottles for the VBS kids, had them decorate uh, them, and said, every night, bring them, fill, fill them with coins, bring them back, and we'll, we'll, whatever you guys bring, we'll put towards helping these kids, kids to purchase water filters for their school. Um, so the first night... Uh, well, first of all, our goal was $400, which personally I thought was quite lofty because who has change around their house anymore? I know I know, I don't, but these kids brought in $65 the first night. Um, I was thoroughly impressed and thought, wow, they're peaking pretty early. So the next night they brought in uh, $294. Wow, yeah, it's totaling 359 so they're almost to their goal on the second night. So shame on me for my, um, my adult mind that's just so practical and, and didn't think that would be possible. Um, the, the final count uh, was $910, so more than double what our goal was. Um, the Lord blessed these kids' effort in a huge way. Um, then the following Sunday, we uh, bragged on the kids a little bit and praised the Lord for his faithfulness in this project and challenged the congregation to uh, try and match that. Well, they matched above and beyond that and came up with $2,200 total from starting with water bottles filled with, with change in, uh, that the kids brought in so faithfully. They were not only able to buy seven water filters, but a $1,400 generator that the school really, really needed. So um, I was very humbled to be a small part of, of bringing that project to life and, um, um, and changing those kids' lives. Um, but, but kids love to be a part of changing other people's lives. Um, so how else do we involve kids in missions? Um, early 2002-ish, I'm thinking, um, there was a missions council president, a children's pastor, and a few other adult leaders that were asking the same question. How can we get our kids to work alongside of us? How can we show them the world um, 
beyond what their um, what their regular scope is and, and make a difference. So uh, we were fortunate to have Steve Horrocks, who uh, had just started at our church. He had two daughters who were elementary school age and his wife, Liz, and he works full time at Amore Ministries, who they, that group works in Takati and works with the poorest of the poor, as he calls them, um, leading groups from around the world to build houses in um, in Takati and Tijuana, and they work with pastors to determine who is the who qualifies for that. Um, so that group of leaders at our church decided that would be um, something that we wanted to try and do. And I was part of some of those early conversations in the council meetings. Um, but in my head, I'm thinking, well, I've got four kids. Um, my husband works out of town and he doesn't have that time off. So good for them. I'll support them in any way, but it is not for me. Um, so that's what's going on in my head. What I'm hearing in this council meeting is Pamela Romero, who has a baby and two other boys that are under five saying, yes, absolutely. We will go to that. We will love to do that without without any hesitation. And that sunk in my stomach that, um, I quickly dismissed what, um, what God was moving in. And so after several conversations, uh, my husband did not like our decision. Um, but we went ahead and I took my two oldest daughters. Um, the grandparents took the two younger ones and we headed off to Takati with our tent and our working gloves, not knowing what we'd gotten into. Um, I'm not adventurous. I don't travel well. Um, and this was something that nobody we knew had ever done before. So, so it was a little scary for us. Um, the, this is our first group that went. We slept outside. The circus tent was where we did all of our meeting and our eating. Um, I think there's about 75 in there. We have uh, a baby, several toddlers, and our missions council president, I think she was 70. Um, so just a great span of uh, age groups that, that went um, on this on this trip. Um, this is me and Stephanie, and Cassie is actually there. Her head's buried in my lap. Um, uh, we had our challenges. We were more tired than we ever imagined we could be. We were cold at night, but the, the negative um, was overpowered by all of the good that, that happened on this, this trip. Um, the next slide shows them working. Um, we poured concrete that first day, and this was not a posed picture. This was their job. Stephanie's got the hoe in her hand. Cassie's waiting for her turn, and, um, and, and they worked hard they, at building that slab for the first house. Um, I think the next slide shows Stephanie's first, very first friend in Mexico, and she really enjoyed. They did not speak each other's language, but they would hold up something and find out what, what, what this word was in Spanish or English, and they giggled and they um, enjoyed VBS together. Um, the, the next slide is um, the very first house that my family had a privilege of building in Mexico. Uh, the Brownleys are in there, some of our very dear friends. Um, Dave and Christy Johnson are there with their their babies at the time, um, and they are now in Ethiopia. Uh, Bob and Mary Lee are in there, and they eventually went to China to teach English. Um, such a great group of people to be working with. Um, um, so we did that for several years, and my husband still worked, and my youngest two went to their grandparents, and eventually my husband did get the time off. And he would really have loved us to go off and vacation someplace during that time he had off, but we'd already committed to it. And uh, he bucked up and said, 
all right, I'll go see what the big deal is, and decided he would, and agreed that he would go. Um, Barry Jones was short a site leader, uh, a foreman for one of the three houses we were building, and asked him to be a site leader, which was very out of his comfort zone, but he did have some knowledge of, of construction, so he agreed reluctantly. Um, the homeowner uh, worked very long hours, but toward the end of the day, his, his him coming home overlapped with uh, our work day, and he really bonded with, with this man who worked so hard to provide for his family, and they connected on a level of there's just two good men trying to provide for their family, and uh, David just couldn't imagine being in his position, um, not being able to provide this house and have this privilege to help them do this. When the time came for the key ceremony where we hand the keys over to, to this family, um, he was, uh, they were both very tearful. And um, at the end of the trip, he, he said, how can, I, how can I not do this? This is life-changing for these families. Um, and so he, he has gone um, almost every other year. I think he missed one year. Um, the next slide shows eventually we, we did get the rest of our family going. Um, this was our Christmas card, our Happy New Year card one year. Um, our extended family knows that this is part of what we are. This is what we do. Um, what I like about the timing of the trip is that it plucks us out of the busyness of Christmas and the self-indulgence of, of what we're doing and what we get and what we, we, we got and what we're give, and, and to go take us out of our comfort zone and um, be uh, tired and, and cold a little bit um, and to kind of realign our perspective on, on what the world is really like and to give back in the name of Jesus. Um, the next slide is Stephanie. Uh, she continued to build relationships with kids in Mexico. She loved that during VBS and um, um, the, the cultural experience. Later on, she did do her four-year university and her master's in Switzerland and Israel um, and became fluent in Spanish. And I do believe that her experiences being... Um, in, in Mexico and these times at an early age affected how she uh, proceeded with her, with her life and um, uh, made choices that were bolder than those that were around her. Um, the next slide is um, J.D. He, uh, he, he was eager to work. He has two hammers in his head, um, in his hands. Um, I'm looking at Corey Cook's head there going, wow. Um, but uh, but they're also eager to work. And um, the next slide shows him a few years later with Greg Crow, and um, they have tamed that energy. And he has uh, installed windows, and um, uh, they are hanging doors. And some of the best people that I know um, are working with my kids and teaching them skills and being Jesus to the world. Not only do I get to work with my kids alongside them and the, take them out of the distractions of, of uh, computers and phones and, and all of the busyness of our days and, and do something like this. Uh, I'm just so thankful for their opportunity to do that. Um, the next slide is of Laurel. Uh, one of her f- first trips, maybe not quite, um, she's putting stucco on a house. Um, what kids do you know that know how to put stucco on a house and hang windows and uh, and doors? It's 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 kind of uh, kind of exciting. Um, later on, the next one. Um, this is her 
doing some sawing with her friend that she's known since elementary school. And her and her mom came to several of the trips. Um, they, they weren't interested in church, but they were interested in making a difference and going out into the world. And they came several years. And this is a really good opportunity to invite people that are uh, in your life but not quite ready for a church experience um, to experience how we minister in Jesus' name to those around the world. And, and, and they love that. Um, What's the next one? The next one, there's Cassie. She is um, doing chicken wire with Andrea Wolf and um, another person who's had a really big influence on my kid's life on these trips, um, and I'm so thankful for. Um, Cassie, uh, I think we were talking last last trip that uh, there's only a few people that have been on all of the trips, and we started in 2002. Um, and Cassie is one of them. And um, I think Steve Horrocks is one, maybe Taylor. And I, but I think she missed one, and I'm one of the other ones. So this has been a part of our life for, for 16 years. Um, she also uh, went on to uh, learn Spanish fluently. She's been on service trips to Guatemala, and she's been to um, Costa Rica. And uh, so many of the kids who have grown up going on these have, have gone forward to live really bold lives, I think, in, in ministry and in service. Um, and um, I appreciate the opportunity for them to to have to work alongside such great people. Um, I think that I think that when we can get our kids to be a part of something bigger than their immediate understanding of the world, um, and they see the difference that can be made through them in the name of Jesus that it's just a powerful combination for God to use to change their lives and those around them. Um, the next slide is of an old shack, and uh, these are all over down in Takati. Um, um, it's not surprising. I don't know why this one caught my eye, but I had a photo of it. Um, it looks like a pile of trash. Um, it is where somebody lives, and by the size of it, I would imagine it's quite a few people. Um, the next slide is a house that we built not far from the shack that you just saw. And um, it pains me to see that um, in that shack may be living a family just like this one with a little baby and a little boy. But this family had the hope and um, uh, the privilege of, well, we had the privilege of building them a house and they have a place to, a secure place to live. Um, along that line, um, a few years ago, my husband uh, went to the work site. It was the last day. It had rained the night before, and he got to the work site early, and there were, the family was scurrying around, taking blankets back into their, their house, um, their, their previous house, and uh, they had spent the night in the structure that we were still building. It was unfinished. Um, we still had a full days of work to do, and uh, but everything in their house that they had was drenched, and so they took refuge in this unbuilt house. Um, it had a roof, a dry roof, a dry floor. Um, the, the buildings that we make for them, the homes that we build, are very simple. They're four stucco walls, a solid roof, two windows, and a door that locks, which is more than many of them have had in the past. Um, and um, just like my husband, how, how can we not do this because we live with so much? Um, so much abundantly. Um, Steve Horrocks works, as we said, for Amor Ministries. Part of their logo is Come Build Hope. And I believe that is what we do. And um, 
my family invites your family to join us um, this year. If you don't have a passport, you can get a passport card for about half the price. It, I think it's four to six weeks. You still have time. Um, and we would love for you to come and make a difference in and those around you. Thank you, Cindy. I, I, I was reflecting back, and I, I kind of do this almost every year, actually, about what has uh, occurred on this trip over the years. And for me, my daughter, she can build a house now, and I think she's a changed person because she went for 12 of those years. Um, I can think of a lot of your kids, if, for those of you that have our parents, that you probably would say the same thing about your kids. I can think of um, David Goodwin, not the reason, but I, I'm sure one of the reasons he's a, a young adult pastor is because he was part of this process. I, it makes a difference when our kids see what we do. You know, they, they, they can hear a lot better when they see you doing it. And so I think, and, and kids, your parents do too. When you guys, when they see you doing what you do, your parents are watching. It changes their lives too. I really, really, really believe that. And so, um, and again, that's faith promise giving. $5,000 of that goes towards our family mission trip. It, it, it allows families that wouldn't otherwise be able to go. The church has said it's important enough um, to, for a family that can't otherwise afford to go. We're going to support that and make sure they go. So that's the heart of your church as well. So um, how can you be involved directly in missions? Well, as Cindy just mentioned, you can uh, participate in the family mission trip. It's not too late to sign up for, for the one-day pour. Uh, we're doing that this coming Saturday. One of the cool things we're doing um, is we're coming alongside uh, with a, it's a, a local um, Oh, uh, rehab center. We did this last year and we provide them lunch. They come over and help us and they're a little rough around the edges, which is awesome because Jesus kind of dealt with people rough around the edges, including me. And so we work alongside them and get a chance to work hard. Have a, we had a great time with them and they get a chance to, to see Jesus in us and we, we saw Jesus in them. Uh, some of them were really kind of on fire for the Lord. It's kind of cool. And um, so anyway, you can do that. You can go on the trip the 26th to the 30th. Again, I'd encourage you. Um, if if you go, it, you'll change a family's life forever there. But I believe you'll change your own family's life as well. And when I say family, if you're single, it's it's for everybody. So um, again, you can sign up in the courtyard. Uh, you can go with us on the district trips to Ojos Negros. The next one's the 18th through the 20th of January. That's a great, if you want to just kind of put your toe into the water of missions, it's very comfortable accommodations. The church is, you know, it's exciting to be a part of that church, and um, we'd love to have you do that. You can go to our next Casa Esperanza trip in March. If you're interested at all, we don't have a date picked. I'd like to find out who's interested, and we'll, we'll pick a date based on that. And then finally, you know, we are talking about faith promise giving today. And, you know, I think all of us should prayerfully consider giving something, whatever God put on our heart. You've got a, a pledge card. We're not going to collect those this week. They're right here somewhere. I would 
I would encourage you to take it home and, and just pray over this every day. And pray two things. Pray what God wants you to give. Everybody's going to be different. Um, but pray what God wants you to do. For some of you, it'll be going to the family mission trip or Ojos Negros, or maybe it's a LoveWorks project, or maybe it's something else. Um, hopefully for all of us, it's, it's going to our neighbor, because the, the mission field is, is here and, and around the world. And so I, for me, I, I kind of want to use this as a reminder. God has called me to go and make disciples. And some of that's giving, some of that's going. And it's, it's both, hopefully. And so I'd, I'd ask you prayerfully to do that. Uh, just pray over it and uh, see what God would want you to do uh, for Faith Promise. Thanks.